Welcome to Erie Iceland. Whether you're captivated by folklore, paranormal, sorcery, the hidden people, haunted things, people or locations in Iceland, you've come to the right place. Here, you'll venture into the dark side of Iceland. I'm Anne. I'm Vanessa. We're two girl bosses who are obsessed with all of these things. Will you dare to follow us into this unexplainable realm? Hey, hey, hey. Do I have a story for you today? Ooh, story time with Vanessa. Here we go. So you know the song in the Eerie Iceland's intro and outro? Uh, yeah. Like the most haunting song in all of Iceland? It was inspired by this story. A true story? I will talk more about that later in the show. Okay, I'm in. I'm like, should I grab some popcorn? Get ready to hang out? Um, you're not supposed to have popcorn in here. (laughs) Today, I will be featuring the story about Eivindur Jónsson, also famously known as Fjalla Eivindur, or Mountain Eivindur in English. This story is about him and his wife, Hatla, and why they became Iceland's most famous outlaws. Keep in mind, these are real people that lived in Iceland back in the 18th century. So what's an outlaw? By, like, definition, what would you say an outlaw is? Like, someone that's, like, escaping crime or did some bad shit and is fleeing? Like, what are we considering an outlaw in this day and age? So in this story, or, like, in this time in Iceland, you would be exiled. You'd be, like, banished and therefore an outlaw. Okay. Or you knew you were going to be banished and you didn't want to be banished, so you ran away. Okay. All right. I'm in. Let's hear it. Okay, so fun fact, when doing the research for this story, I looked into the Iceland's pretty in-depth website, Íslendingabók. This website is designed to track all Icelanders born in Iceland dating back to the 1700s. Like you can figure out where the fuck your ancestors are from? Yes. Well, from the 1700s. Before that, they don't really have a lot of information. Cool. So most people have heard the joke that Iceland is such a small country that we have to have our own app to see if we're related so we don't accidentally mate with our cousins. We do, or we did, have such an app. Or, yeah, at least we did. The app was made by a few students in the University of Iceland as a part of an app-making contest. The app was called Islandinga App, but is no longer available for download. What was that circa? That year. 2013. 13? That recent? Yeah. So, like, just slightly over 10 years, 11 years. Yeah, 11 years ago. Neat. So, I guess it's, like, a course in the school where you have to, like, make, a like, a, like an app or something like that. And I guess, like, they make a contest out of it or whatever. And now it's, like, a running joke. Well, yeah. I think the boys, like, planned to have it as an actual app. And I think they had a, 
like 3000 plus downloads. Um, but then, you know, if you have an app that's continuously working, you need to update it with every like update of the phones and stuff, I'm guessing. And like every person born and all of that. So the app's no longer available. And that was a thing where like, you know, you're chilling in the bar and you like bump phones to make sure you're like at least fourth people removed from each other kind of thing. So the way the app worked, like I never used the app. I didn't know about it at the time. And I don't know anyone that actually did use the app. But the way it was is like if you downloaded it and someone else downloaded it, you could um, both open the app basically. And then you would like bump your phone together. And then it would be like, <laughs> don't do it or something like that. I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know anyone that actually did use it, but it did exist for like at least a, like a month or something like that because they these boys did make it. Love it. Thank you for that super fun fact. Yeah. So the reason I was looking through, well, that's not even the fun fact. Like I'm getting to that. Okay. <laughs> the reason I was looking through Eastern Dingabog was to get the exact birth year of Eventer Jonsson and Hatle Jonsdottir, uh, today's characters or like the people we're talking about. Uh, don't worry. They're not related. Their fathers just have the same name. Anyways, when looking up Eventer... Well, I actually, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. Do you want to explain to our listeners out there that might not know? Because Jonas Jonsson and Jon's daughter... Yes, okay. Yeah. My dad, for instance, is his name is Chris. And um, my name is Vanessa. So, or his name's Christopher. Uh, Chris for short. So my name, if I would have been like completely Icelandic, would have been like Vanessa Christopher Stochter, the daughter of Christopher. But because I'm not uh, 100% Icelandic, I actually got a last name instead of like Stochter. So if it, like my brother, for instance, if if we would have gone this way, he would have been Christopher Sean. So Hatla is Jón Stochter and Eivindur is Jónsson. That just means that both of their fathers were named Yon, but they were not the same Yon. <laughs> so yeah. that's good. Whereas like in America or North America, we have family names. Right. And so if you, I mean, Smith, for example, is like such a common last name, but you know, any other last names could be very different and exactly. then you might be related to someone. Okay. Thank you for that context. I appreciate it. No problem. But yeah, they weren't related. Their fathers had the same name. Anyways, when I was looking up Eventer, I found out that I'm actually related to him. I'm going to have to use my fingers now because he was my great, 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 great grandpa. Whoa. Or from nine generations ago. I like it. That might not sound impressive to most. However, as I am only one fourth Icelandic, I think that's pretty cool. And since he was an outlaw, I mean, I go by the law, but... I think it explains a lot about who I am as well. A hundred percent. At least I like to think of it that way. <laughs> Anyways, before I get into the story, let me give you a quick description of Eventer Jonsson. Eventer Jonsson was born in 1714 in Hlíð in Hraunmanna in which is located near the highlands on the south coast. His father was a farmer Jón Jonsson, and his mother was a Ragnheiður Eivindsdóttir, a housewife. Eventer was described as a slim but very tall man, gentle, kind, and athletic. He was a good swimmer, wrestler, and especially good at doing cartwheels. Seriously, you read that somewhere? Yeah, some would say he would cartwheel away so fast that even horses couldn't catch up to him. What? Yeah, I, I, I have a hard time seeing it, but I mean, it's, it's written. That's like Olympic worthy. Right. And like, <laughs> I can do like 
well, okay, I can't even do a full cartwheel. I can do like a half one. Like it's it's really awkward. Um, and then after I've done like three, I'm like dizzy. So how he like <laughs> ran away with from horses is beyond me. Uh, he was considered soft-spoken and good-natured, clean, and he smoked a lot of tobacco. He was very gifted and very talented. He was very good with his hands. He was really good at making basket-like bowls, either out of wood or iron. Some were even waterproof. These bowls can still be seen in some history museums in Iceland. Oh, like I can go and visit them tomorrow? Yeah. That's kind of badass. Totally. I mean, seven, he, like, he's born in 1714. So he's like, yeah, that's, that's a long time. <laughs> uh, it's not certain when exactly Hatla was born, but it's said to be somewhere around 1720. Hatla was once described in a court file as having dark hair and eyes. She was said to be short and fat with, dark, with a dark face and hands. I'm assuming she's tanned from being outside a lot. She has squinty eyes and heavy brows. She was altogether not a very nice or polite lady. It's also said that she used a lot of tobacco. She sounds like she has lived. <laughs> uh, another name by the character Arnes is in the story. However, not a lot of information is found about him. But don't worry, he's more of an extra in the story anyways. Our story begins in the 18th century. In a time where Iceland was a harsh, unforgiving land, as you heard in our previous podcast. Eventud was not born an outlaw. Unfortunately for Eventud, when he was a young adult, he stole some cheese from a poor old lady. This old lady put a curse on him that he would always be a thief. Whoa, that was a thing? You could put a curse on people to continue to do bad shit? Well, she must have been a witch. Because... Whoa. When the woman was asked to take back the curse, she refused, but she did add that he would be hunted like a dog his whole life, but never get caught. This actually turned out to be true. Holy shit. Yeah. Here we go. So she must have been a witch of some sorts because like her, her, her like curse came true, but like, it's, it's like she was trying to make it better by saying he wouldn't get caught, but he'd always be on the hunt. So, I mean, I'd rather get caught and just like. Stop the anxiety, but that's just me. Truth. Shortly after this, he meets Hatla, a widow with her own farmstead. Some say it was a farm on a single family land, while others say on Hrafnafjarðar Eide in Jökulfjörður and Grunnavíkusókn. Those are freaking tongue twisters. And where the heck in Iceland are those locations? They're in the Westfjords. Ooh. So nonetheless, it was quite a nice farm. It is said that the priest Snorri Pjotson, he's not more in this story except for this little one part, um, married the couple sometime during his residency in the year uh, 1741 and 1757. So somewhere in that like gap, he marries the two of them. This is where Arnes comes into the story. It was assumed that Hatla, along with their along with the thief Arnes and Avender had drowned a boy and that all three of them escaped into the mountains to become outlaws. To give you a little bit more insight on what type of person Hatla is or was, before escaping, she wanted to burn down her farm along with her children. What? Like murder her children straight up? Yeah. 
Whoa. And we'll get more into that, like not the burning of this farm or these children. We'll, we'll get more into her children. But thankfully, when this happened with the farm, one of her daughters, Olaf, got out and ran to the next town to tell them what her mother was about to do. And therefore, the children on the farm and the farm were saved. Wow. She sounds like one evil bitch. I know. Like, what does like even to see in her because he sounds like such a nice guy and then there's this like mean fat short lady like i don't know she kind of sounds like a gremlin yeah I, I don't know maybe he was desperate desperate things make you do desperate things especially maybe in the west fjords that didn't even make sense but yes <laughs> what i just <laughs> anyways okay once escaping it was said they stayed in exile for 20 years they were discovered living in Kveravetler, west of Kalveg on Udkulafret. Wait, wait, wait. That's our geothermal area that we've been to together. Yes! Look at you! Yes! Kveravetler is a geothermal area close to Langjökull. And I'm pretty sure that was like the best lamb pot pie that I've ever had in my entire life. Do you remember tasting it? I did. Oh, it was so good. And it was snowing. It was like such a freaking magical day in the highlands with you. It was fun. Yeah. Well, because of all the um, the geothermal stuff, uh, this was really handy for um, Eventur. This is where he made a hut for the three of them. And this allowed to keep them warm and for him to like cook on the heated earth. The couple, along with Arnes, would steal from fellow travelers. Once discovered, the northerners were angry and went to fetch the outlaws. Eventer and Arnes were able to escape. Hatla, however, was captured and taken back into civilization. Once Hatla was released, because you remember, he never gets caught. She, on the other hand, did a few times. Ooh. Yeah, so once Hatla was released or managed to escape, she went back to Eventer and Arnes. This is when they decided to move to the south near Arnafeltjökull. For reference, Jökull means glacier, for those of that you don't know. Is this one of our 13 glaciers? I don't think I've ever heard of it. Well, a lot of, like, a lot of these... Oh, it's one of the out, 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 like, outlet glaciers. It could be. I mean, you're more glaciery than I am. All I know is a lot of these places in these, like, um, in a podcast that we're talking about um, don't exist anymore. Like, there's just towns that no longer are towns anymore. Or for some reason, they had to move the civilization maybe a little bit further out or closer in. And so, therefore, a lot of names are no longer, you know, places. Okay. Good to know. So, this is where they prospered and stayed for a few years until, again, Avendurd was recognized by other travelers and, again, hunted. This time, those hunting the outlaws could neither find them nor their settlements. However, later that year, they did find the settlement after a wider search was done. You see, the farmers nearby were getting tired of numerous livestock going missing. Once the settlement was found, searchers were impressed by the household items the outlaws owned, mostly stolen items along with Aventer's crafty handiwork. After their settlement was found, it is said that the outlaws sought refuge from Aventer's brother in Skipholt. They were believed to be hiding there for the winter. Once the winter was over, they traveled once again, this time into the mountains un under Sprengisantur. This location is in the midland of Iceland, also known as the Highlands. Eventur, just like his curse said, was always hunted, but never caught. 
Hatla, on the other hand, was often caught, especially when she was heavier. I'm pretty sure this means when she was pregnant. And once she was lighter, she was able to escape again. <laughs> what wow. a nice lady she is. Wow. With all the traveling that Avon did and Hatla did, it is said that a lot of these locations got their names from him. These locations include the following. Eventasantur, Eventaver, and Eventarfjöll. It is said that Eventer felt best at Eventaver. Here he could hunt birds and he was also very easy to fish. They said that the couple had numerous children together in exile and that Hatla would regularly discard them in order to not get caught. Eventer was always very sad when this happened. One time they even had a little girl that was almost around two years old. They were gonna let her live, but her fate also ended in an early death. This is just like someone they came across or this was one of their children? This was one of their children, like the longest living child. Was two years old? Yeah, and they were gonna keep her, but then I guess like she almost got caught and she was like, oh shit, this kid's like in my way. Let me just like discard her. Wow. Yeah, this this really broke his heart. This is fucking brutal. After 20 years in exile, they finally returned to land in Krapnarfjarðareyði in the West Fjords to live out their days. Eventur died in 1782. He was buried near the town. Hatla finally gave up in the south after being completely exhausted. She was considered too old to be imprisoned and was allowed to live out her days in a cottage up in Morsfeldsveit. One day in the fall, it was a sunny and pleasant day, Hatla sat under the town wall and said, it's beautiful in the mountains now. They say the next day she up and left and rumor has it her body was found in the highlands a year later. Hatla is said to have died in 1792. Whoa, what a life. I know, it's super sad. The story of Avendur and Hatla has inspired so many people and artists. This is where the song comes into play. Buy a play. See what I did there? I love it. You're so <laughs> witty, Vanessa. It was funny when I thought of it. <laughs> In 1911, the playwright Johann Sigurdsson wrote a play about the famous couple titled Fjalla Eventur. It is in this play that he writes the famous Icelandic lullaby, Sovdu Unka Austimin. The, lawless, the lullaby is sung by Hatla right before she casts her daughter off of a waterfall. She hushes the baby to sleep and tragically whisks it off to its death in order to escape those hunting her. Ooh, gives me goosebumps. The direct lyrics of the songs are, Sleep, my little love, outside the rain is crying. Mommy keeps your gold, your old bone legs and treasure chest. Let's not stay awake on dark nights. There are many things the darkness knows. My mind is heavy. I often saw the black sand, scorching green meadows in the glacier, deathly deep crevices sound. Sleep long, sleep soundly. It's best to wake up late. The pain will teach you soon while a day falls quickly into night that people love, lose, cry, and mourn. 
The song Shov the Unk Austimin has been covered by so many artists. Too Including many. you. <laughs> Too many to count. Uh, I know Damien Rice is one of them. Uh, I think he did it at a concert while in Iceland. But it's been covered by a lot of people. A lot can be found on YouTube and on Spotify. Then, later in 1918, the filmmaker Victor Sjöström made a film about the character. He was Swedish, not Icelandic. In some countries, the movie can be seen on Netflix. The name of the film title is The Outlaw and His Wife. So, Anne, what do you think about Fjallar Eventrin Hatla? That's a fucking nuts story. And I mean, can you tell me which part is actually like our intro? Oh, yeah. Um... What does it tra- what does our intro translate to and our outro just for our folks out there? Because I think this seriously is probably the best song for Erie Iceland. Let's not stay awake on dark nights. There are many things the darkness knows. Ooh. That's our um intro. And our outro is in the glacier, deathly deep crevices sound. Ooh, that's haunting. I like it. It's a beautiful song. The song in itself isn't like super like grotesque. It's 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 mainly like the story behind it. Like she she is saying like she's beautifully singing to her child, and like the the, the glacier does. You know, we've heard it ourselves firsthand. It like it like cracks, and it's kind of like eerie. And so she's not like saying bad things to her daughter, but she's she's you know she's she's trying to tell her that the world's not as it seems most of the time. Like it can be dark, you know. So. And and just just so I also um, there's a part in the in the poem or the the lullaby about the leg bones like people might find that a little weird but in like the the early settlements of Iceland that's that that's what children would play with they would play with the bones of dead animals and that would be their toys so vörlerskrin and even if you come to Iceland in some stores you can buy something called vörlerskrin and it's just a box of like. Not real bones, but fake-looking bones. So that that's explaining why she talks about keeping her daughter's like leg bone. She's not talking about her daughter's actual leg bone. She's talking about like her toys. Wow, in, in the poem or that the is lullaby. Very, 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 very haunting. That's yeah, super, super <laughs> crazy. And I actually have good news for our listeners out there. If you guys want to hear Vanessa, which I don't know if you guys realize that or not, but. Our Vanessa here is super talented and musically inclined. I am not, for the record. And she actually sung this fabulous lullaby as our intro and our outro song. And today, at the same time that you guys are listening to this episode, we are releasing the full song that she has sung so that you can hear it in its entirety. So yay for that. I am totally blushing right now. (laughs) Thank you, Anne. Yay. Thank you so much for venturing into the dark side of Iceland with us. We hope our stories resonate with you. Stay tuned for more Nightmare Worthy podcasts. And if you want to hear more, give us a follow on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. You can also find us on Instagram at Eerie Iceland and by searching Eerie Iceland on Facebook. See you next time. (laughs) 